What's up, boys and girls? Happy Sunday and welcome to day 34. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about our content diet because just like our food and our relationship with it, we now consume a lot of content on a daily basis and it's become almost a subconscious relationship just like food is for a lot of us in our lives. There's no escaping it, it's not going anywhere and just like our food, we need to put in place a three-stage process to look at our content diet. We need to audit it, we need to improve it and we need to build healthy habits around it. So that is what I'm going to take you through in a whistle-stop video today. So, I'm not going to bore you with the history of social media and the pros and cons of it. I think we all know it. I think we've all heard it several times. We're going to get straight into the juicy, juicy stuff, starting with an audit. So, when I first start working with all of my clients, regardless of their experience level, where they are in the world, men, women, age, doesn't matter, one of the first things I get them to do is a little bit of an audit, a lifestyle audit, a food audit, an exercise audit. This is a introspective uh, activity that they can do themselves. It's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, a, it's almost a rhetorical activity. They don't even necessarily need to report it back to me if they don't want to, but I will encourage them to do it. Particularly if a lot of the time someone will come to me and they have, oh yeah, I've, I've done this before, oh, I've done this before, yeah, I'm, I'm eating right, it's like, right, okay, well, we're here for a reason, something's not right, okay, otherwise we wouldn't be in this position, you know, the habits and the behaviours that have got you here today to this, to this position that you're in, which you're telling me you're not happy in, aren't going to be the same habits and behaviours that get you to the place where you want to be, okay, I'm pretty sure that's some sort of Churchillian drift definition of insanity that we chalk up to Albert Einstein, right? <laughs> Whether he said it or not, who bloody knows? But let's just chalk it up to Einstein. So it's the same with our content. So as well as auditing your diet or your exercise, I would say to them, right, let's audit your social media. And that is a very simple exercise. It doesn't take too much time. We're looking at how much time you actually spend on it, not think, how much time you actually spend on it, which platforms you spend the majority of your time on, who you're following, why you're following them, what you're following, what your explore page looks like on all these apps, because that can tell you a lot about the person or the type of content that they're consuming. Not always, but it can do. And how all that content actually makes them feel. Like how to, to, to really take a step back and to consciously consider what does this content make me feel? How, how, what does it do to me? Does it improve my state? Does it take away from my state? Does it give me energy or take away energy? And that activity alone is incredibly powerful because like I said right at the top here, much like our relationship with food, a lot of people's relationship with social media now has become wallpaper. It has become subconscious. We don't really consider it. We do it and we know we're doing it but we're not really necessarily aware of the potential damage that it could be doing to us. So that audit is a great activity. And, and to be honest, that alone stems a lot of people to then change their habits and actions and behaviors around social media. But if it doesn't, then we move to point or to stage two, which is to improve the relationship. And this is where people struggle a lot. I find particularly British people because we are very like, I mean, we're not, but we somehow get this reputation of being incredibly polite. I mean, if you go to your average British town, you'll find that the vast majority of people aren't that polite. 
as <laughs> beside the by. Anyway, this is where British people particularly tend to struggle because a lot of the time this involves effectively cutting people out. However, these social media apps have recognized this and they've recognized that this can cause a lot of awkwardness. And despite all the potential conspiratorial factors that we may or may not think that they are listening to our conversations and that they are evil, I'm not commenting, don't ban me YouTube. <laughs> they are now putting in place tools which enables us to avoid awkward conversations, shall we say. No longer do you need to unfollow your best mate if they are putting out political rants or conspiratorial theories or super negative content, okay? Or negging you in your content. Now you can do things like muting people. But you do have more extreme options, such as the old unfollow button, for the content that you find is consistently affecting you negatively. Now, more often than not, this isn't people you know, it's just people that have been in your ecosystem for so long, they have just become part of your thought process. They have become wallpaper in your life. And I'm not saying to cut out all the influencers and the models and the sports people and the political figures and, and whatever else, all the public figures, shall we say. I'm only saying to cut out and unfollow the ones that do not serve you and are or, or causing you to have a negative reaction to their content. And this is why that first step, that audit is so important because you might, you might skip that and scroll through and be like, oh yeah, that's fine, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. And you haven't really done that much of a, you've trimmed the bush rather than cut down the tree, okay? And in this, I quite like that analogy, that's good, I'm gonna use that. But in this case, a lot of the time for a lot of people, we do need to cut down some trees. Don't worry, Peter and you know Amazon rainforest will survive. I'm, I'm metaphorical trees, electronic digital trees, okay? <laughs> oh, I'll make myself laugh if, if nothing else. <laughs> Anyway, so yes, what I would suggest doing, it very simply put, is muting any negative people in your immediate life, friends, family, colleague, colleagues is a big one, um, and unfollowing people who are genuinely negative. The other thing you can also do, and I get this, honestly, not that much anymore. It's, it's probably like once a month, so it's, it's pretty good. But if people, people you know, Colleagues, colleagues, I think colleagues is probably the most awkward one. Maybe family members. I'm lucky my family are, you know, very supportive and positive. But I know a lot of people have, you know, uh, destructive family situations, let's say. There are actually now features where you can, um, I don't know what they're called. It's like basically silent them so that they can like, it's like, it's. I can't remember the feature called. I, sh I should have researched it before I did the video. Apologies. But effectively they can like only see certain bits of your content and you don't get certain messages from them and stuff like that. Effectively, the platforms are doing the legwork for you, so they're cutting out the negative elements for you, which is quite cool. Because more often than not, and we'll come on to this in phase three, the people who are commenting negatively on your content, if you're putting content out there, they're probably the people closest to you and they're not doing it purposefully. They're not purposefully trying to be negative towards you they're either being passive aggressive and they're projecting their current situation onto you and it's actually like a cry for help or it's heat at the moment they're you know they're in a bad place and they're just like oh fuck it this will make me feel better three seconds of dopamine and then they immediately regret it or third and probably the most common they don't even realize that they're 
the context that they've sent the message in isn't the context you've received the message in. So you've maybe received it and gone, oh, that's a bit rude. Or, oh, they're not, they've not considered this, this, this. They didn't even think about that. They just sent it and they thought it was a little bit funny or whatever, and it's just landed differently. The context of a, a text message versus a voice note is very different. This is why I send so many voice notes, because people can hear my voice, they can hear my tonality, my speed, all of this stuff. We pick up on these, um, at a subconscious level, these sort of these triggers, these cues in how people's body language works and, and stuff like this. Why phone calls are so uncomfortable because we can't see the person, whereas we all love a FaceTime, right? Well, most of us do. So that's stage two is to improve it. So we're going to unfollow people who do not serve us and be savage here. When I first, first, first did this, my Instagram was an absolute mess. We're going back to 2018 now, January 2018. And I, I think, I, and you actually can't do this now, but I think I unfollowed 700 people in a day. Like, it was savage. Now, I don't think you can actually do that now because I remember one of my friends took my advice on this and tried to do it. And I think the maximum you can do is like 50 per day now. So for some of you, this might take like a week, okay? I mean, the nuclear option here, the nuclear, nuclear option, I'm not suggesting you do this, is you effectively just start a new account which to some of you might might be an appealing option because, you know, for whatever reason, you've got, I don't know, exes in your DMs or this. I, I can imagine this option appealing more to women than to men because let's be honest, everyone loves the vanity metrics, the likes, the comments, the, the follow numbers, all this stuff. A girl, you know, if she's above a six, can rebuild a following like that, whereas a man has to has to bleed for every single follower that he's got, okay? So I can see that option being more appealing for women, particularly if they're like semi-attractive or above. Uh, you know, they, they can basically just get back to where they wanted to the next day. Um, I mean, all the rogue bots and the people in China and India might not follow the fuck again. But don't worry, they'll be replaced by others. It's fine. But that's the nuclear option. That option is there. You can start again if you want. And some for some people, like they've got so much trauma associated with their social media. It's actually a great idea, you know? So that's the that's stage two, that's to improve it. And the third step is to improve your relationship with social media in general. Because again, our relationship with, with it as an entire entity, as a section of our life, is very almost automated now and at a subconscious level. So there's a few things that we can do here, both on and off the platform. And I, and I don't think any of this is groundbreaking stuff. I don't think any of this is, any of this is gonna surprise you, but maybe this video will be the will come to you at the right time and you thought, you know what, that's, that's the, the last person who needs to tell me to do this, I'm gonna actually do it. And this is stuff that I have done myself. So I am telling you stuff that has worked for me based on personal experience. I should also say that this is, this is coming from someone who is considered a creator. I am considered in the 1% of social media who creates more than he consumes. I give more than I take. In that sort of sense it's a bit weird not in that way <laughs> you know what i mean but so if you're a consumer of social media i would argue this is even easier because you are effectively just wasting your time unless you have like the most positive motivational feed in the world with an insanely successful group of friends who are empowering and inspiring you're basically wasting your time on social media let's be real so 
Step three, how do we improve our relationships with social media? So the obvious ones are to limit the amount of time that we spend on the apps. And the apps, again, they all have built-in features that will pop up and say, hey, you have been on Instagram for one hour today. Get a fucking life. Get off this app and go and see people in the real world. But there are now also apps which effectively like take all of the apps and combine your time and then block them from your phone so you can't actually access them. Now, if you have a genuine addiction to social media, which I would hypothesize a lot of people do based on their screen time, based on how I see them interacting with it, you know, based on the doom scrolling that we all know that we do, and we're all guilty of it, including myself from time to time. I had a little TikTok 10 minute doom scroll earlier and you might be thinking of 10 minutes, that's nothing. And yeah, you're right, it's not. I'm, I'm in a position now where I really check myself on it. If I, you know, if I get to like two videos and it hasn't served me, it's very easy to chase that next one. But I just sort of, literally just locking your phone for five seconds almost kind of gets you, because you're effectively hypnotized. So that's a good hack as well. It's like, if you find yourself like, you know, just on a bit of a doom scroll, just tap the lock. I mean, I don't know, Samsung's probably have some weird fucking voice activated, I, I don't know how you lock a Samsung. An iPhone, you press the button on the side, okay? <laughs> don't get me started on that again. But yeah, you tap the lock, the lock button and just stare at a black screen for five seconds and I promise you, you'll be like, whoa, okay, I'm, I'm out of the hypnosis, okay? Because this stuff, that's what it's designed to do. You have to remember like, these companies are trying to make money from you. They make money the more time you spend on the platform because the more adverts they can send you, the more the advertisers are paying the social platforms uh, because you are viewing that adverts. Maybe you're even buying something from the back of one of those adverts, okay? So they are gamifying these platforms to keep you on there. That is their job. They hire people, teams of people, thousands of people, geniuses all over the world, across all different languages and every, everything, every spectrum of society and they hire psychologists who know how to gamify these systems, okay? So, that's a really good hack. Lock the phone, stare at it for five seconds, tweak yourself out of it, and then actually look up. Because there are studies now that have shown that if we look up and we go away, if we go from short-sightedness to far-sightedness, so looking outside, for example, you're activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is gonna get you out of that zone that you're in where you're so just staring at a glass screen, okay? because it's hypnotic, okay? So that's a big one. Lock the phone and um, yeah, use either timers or effectively just alerts on your phone or apps that can block these social platforms that are going to prevent you from wasting too much time on these platforms, okay? The other thing that you can do, which is a super, super simple hack here that is gonna save you, it's probably overnight going to half your screen time is to simply turn off all the notifications across social media and the mainstream media. Now, I'm not gonna speak about the mainstream media in this video, I should do another video on it, but I am slightly skeptical that if I do it, they may like put me on some watch list or something. Um, but effectively, much like social media now, you don't need to, don't see media, like mainstream media news as a news platform. It's not, it's an advertising platform. So they make money from advertisers. So once again, they are gamifying these platforms to keep you on them. Or more likely in the case of the news, you read it and then you leave, 
they're trying to get you to come back multiple times, okay? And the way they do that is they send you push notifications. And then they use clickbaity, um, catastrophizing headlines to make you read the article. So you've spent, you've gone from spending three seconds to 30 seconds to two minutes to suddenly five, 10 minutes. And then you add up all these micro usages per day and you actually look and you've spent an hour and a half on, I don't know, BBC News, for example. Do you, know what, do you see what I mean? If you turn the notifications off, they can't send you the, the push notifications. If they can't send you the push notifications, you're, I guarantee, going to go from checking that news app and social media 10 times to five times, like that. Then you're actually going to start to realize, wow, I didn't realize I was spending that much time on these apps. Look how much time I'm saving. I feel amazing. I'm now going to actively try to spend even less time on social media. So just that one action of turning off the notifications on social media, let me tell you something. If someone really wants to fucking reach you, they will call you or they will WhatsApp you. No one thinks, oh my God, it's an emergency. I'm going to send Doug an Instagram DM. No one does that. It's bullshit, okay? So I guarantee you nothing urgent is happening there, <laughs> okay? Turn off the notifications. Everybody should do this. I do it and I'm a creator. I'm posting content. I'm, so, I'm using social media to sell my services and I still have the fucking notifications off. So you certainly don't need them on, okay? The other one is more about a behavior of how you spend your time on social media. And this is a, uh, this I'd say relates to maybe a smaller percentage of you, but I think it's an important point to, and I'm gonna finish on this one. Is never, ever be negative on social media. What I mean by that is whether it's someone you know or it's a public figure or a news article, do not post negative comments on that post. Don't be that guy or girl. I guarantee you it's a surefire way to piss yourself off and no one else. No one is reading it. No one cares. The people at the top are not reading your comments. They do not give a shit about your opinions or what you have to say. They're making too much fucking money. Trust me. By commenting something negative, all you are doing is showing to them that you are a weak projection. That is it. All you are doing is riling yourself up, pissing yourself off, and you're pissing into the wind. You're wasting your time as well. I can absolutely guarantee you. All you're going to do is then get more comments on your comment from other negative people and suddenly it's a month down the line and you're a troll. But the worst part is, is you don't even realize you're a troll. But guess what? Everyone around you does. You're just now that guy or that girl who posts negative shit on everyone's posts. And then guess what they're gonna do to you? They're gonna block you, they're gonna mute you, they're gonna unfollow you. I'm not saying you have to agree and love everything that everybody posts. But honestly, the best approach you can take with social media is if you don't agree with someone, mute them, unfollow them, or move on. Trust me when I say this, you will save yourself a lot of mental anguish when it comes to this stuff, I promise you. Cool, I feel like that was a pretty concise, compendious study and analysis and recommendations on social media behavior. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday, the rest of your weekend. It's a new week, it's a new day, it's a new dawn tomorrow. We go again, team, Monday, day 35, February's kicking off. Let's have a good one, and I'll see you tomorrow. Cheers.